two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. that didn't give it away then i don't know what will that's right today's topic is bad movies wait what was that from that was from troll 2 <laughs> if you've never seen troll 2 joe you are doing yourself a perverse injustice you have no idea but we'll get into all that soon enough let's talk about who is here you got me as usual art you got my co-host joe hello 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 and we got producer kenny Yo, yo, what it is, what it is. What and it is. back to the dais, we got Dan. Hey, how's it going? Long time no see. He's so well, excited. We should say Dan H because we have another Dan too. You mean like, Dan M because you can read? Dan M, I'm sorry. Oh Jesus Dan Christ. M. <laughs> All right, moving right along to the real spirit of this evening, we have our brand new person to the dais, Melody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> As you can tell, all of our guests are incredibly excited to be here. Oh. They have nothing better to do this Tuesday evening. Uh, the date of this recording is May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you. And um, that's why we're talking no, about bad movies. movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> it just happens to be that way. <laughs> I guess if we're talking about the prequels, perhaps, and uh, some would argue even the, the, the recent trilogy, but we're going to talk about overall bad movies in general as a theme bad movies whether you love them you hate them or you fall anywhere in between bad movies in undoubtedly make people have a feeling and it's not just that of revolting disgust but sometimes just utter unbridled joy and just what the fuck so i want to sit back and talk about that for a bit today but uh to get things started let's talk about what we're all drinking so melody what have you got with you today I've got a barley wine. It's a uh, from it's called Straight Jacket from Evolution, which is a brewery out of Chicago, and it was canned in 2019, so it's already got some age on it, and it's uh, it's nice, it's good, it's good so stuff. They, they age it in the barrel, then you age it in the can. That's right. Then nice. we forget it, and it just sits there, you know, on the floor, and then eventually we open it. Now, this is a fun little fact, Melody. Could you give us a ballpark of how many cans of beer that you have? Well, cans and bottles, probably about 650 total in my tiny bungalow. Yes. <laughs> wow. I knew that would get Kenny's attention and Dan looks utterly <laughs> confused. You really should. Everybody, you know what? We need to go over there after the show and uh, check out her bungalow <laughs> because the, the, the sight of their entire breakfast nook covered with bottles and cans is amazing. Uh, it's like walking into some sort of safe. Uh, Dan, what have you got? I have nothing... <laughs> <laughs> because oh, right I... before this i was like running around the apartment I... yeah. my bad fair enough 
Well, you can go get something while we introduce everybody else or not. Loser! You're a loser! <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. That is not the first time I've heard that soundbite directed towards <laughs> That's That's true. <laughs> I, I, I have... I have flayed you with that once or twice. That's okay. Yeah, uh, you, you'll get something later. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, what about you? Uh, tonight I'm having a Voodoo Ranger IPA. Um, it's from a New Belgium Brewing Company. <coughs> They're out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, just something I saw. It's got some cool artwork of this skeleton-like guy with a army hat or something on it. So, yeah. Voodoo, Voodoo Ranger is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a national brand, so um, you may have seen it. Well, I don't know. Then again, Dan is from Florida. Maybe it's only sold in Florida, even though it's made somewhere else. Who knows? We're from Florida. Central Florida. Same. Okay. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Commiserating brothers. Central Florida forever. <laughs> right off I-4. Really? Right off I-4. Okay. <laughs> oh, it looks like Dan had judgment in that one. <laughs> really? Oh, off no, I-4. No, no. Okay. I mean, I-4 just goes all we across go the there. state. So it could be anywhere off of I-4. It's South Lakeland. Okay. So I'm more the Orlando area. Outside of... You guys are fun out there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fun out there. Um, well, now that we've lost two viewers just from that one. Joe, what about you? You lost me as well. Um, Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens every time, though. <laughs> uh, so I am still working on the uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade ca beer cans for my kid's birthday party. Huzzah. Yum. Yum. And, and I did want to ask uh, producer Kenny um, if he could have open this evening, um, since he's here to assist us as well, the bottom 100 on the IMDb webpage, uh, just, because, <laughs> just in case any of us need some ammo for this broadcast here. Roger yeah, that. but I feel like there's some real gems down there that don't belong down there, such as Troll 2. Troll 2 is a bad movie, but it's one of those that's so fucking bad, it's amazing. Has no place being down there. But we'll we'll get into that in one second, actually, with my first topic. But uh, to round it out, I am uh, having myself a Guinness, and I'm also bouncing back uh, and forth between that and a uh, some cheap red wine that I bought from coastal point uh cabernet seven yeah so because so you're mixing spells you're mixing dark beer and wine yeah nothing spells <laughs> sick like red wine and dark beer so <laughs> alcoholic yeah well i gotta push that fatty liver like that borderline right over the edge so okay so let's get started i'll kick it off uh my topic is we were talking about bad movies in general as a theme my topic is what is the defining parameter of a truly, truly bad movie. And I'm not talking about the kind that has any redeeming qualities like Garbage Pale Kids or Troll 2 or whatever. I'm talking about, let's figure out the baseline of what makes for a just an awful, awful movie. And I only have two words, correction. Two, two, blah, 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 blah. I have one name, Uvi Bowl. <laughs> anything that guy does is literally the blueprint for complete garbage now i think out of all of his his awful awful you know experiences in cinema there's only one where i think he was slightly self-aware and made fun of himself a little bit and that was postal other than that everything he has made has been consistently at a deficit in fact let me see here 
House of the Dead. So House of the Dead was budgeted at 12 million, made five. Alone in the Dark, made for 20, made five. Blood Rain, $25 million budget, made two. And the least profitable in the name of the king, his big epic, uh, 10 million is what it made on a $60 million budget. So he's consistently flushed the toilet every time he steps up to grab that director's micro, uh, megaphone. Um, and again, the only thing I think that would be a slight uh, variance for him is Postal, because that one was one of the ones that it had all the earmarks of a Uwe Boll movie where the dialogue was awful. The camera work looked like they did it with soap opera cameras. The editing was, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking about. Everything was bad, except at least that one had some semblance of a sense of humor that related to the game. But everything else is like trying to take fun action, arcade games, whatever, and turn them into these dark character-driven pieces, which, by the way, have the most two-dimensional characters, more two-dimensional than their original computer counterparts. And there's no narrative arc. So I would posit to everybody that the barometer, the baseline of what an awful movie is, is anything from that schlock, dude, Uvi, <laughs> boom, terrible, terrible. So that is, is my thought. Joe, what about you? What would you oh. say makes for a truly awful movie with no redeeming qualities? Well, I was actually going to piggyback first off of what you, you were just talking about because Postal, if I recall correctly, I don't remember the actor's name, but but the lead and I, <laughs> his name is Zach something, I think. The the quote unquote lead in Postal yeah. wasn't that the kid who played Scott Barkus? Yeah, Zach 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 Ward. Yep, yeah. that was him. So yep. he's had two credits in his life. He was the lead in Postal and he was the redheaded kid who was a complete asshole in the Christmas story who guys ass kicked by Ralphie. That's true. And let's also not forget that Dave Foley starred in this movie along with Dave Foley's penis. Was Gary Coleman in it? Or was No, he you dead? know what? He was, I think, no, he did not. <laughs> I think be. he was dead by then. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he might have been dead by the time they made this movie. Um, because he certainly played a, 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 a decent sized portion of the game. So. In Postal 2, yeah. Postal 2, yep. <laughs> or was it postal one I, I don't remember i think it was postal uh, two was the one that had a lot of that in it yeah so so i would have to say that it's it's not just yui bowl i would have to say it's direction in general because everything starts with the director um you know take for instance uh there's this terrible movie called the money shot and the director i was really just, i was really thinking was like, yeah, there would yeah. be you know look look i was i just want to say this really quick just uh, low, it out. Blow, low blow <laughs> no no it's actually it's it's a appropriately placed blow um if anything it's the most appropriate <laughs> blow of all but i was going to say despite the title bad movies it was truly my intention never to bring that movie up i did not want to make this a chance for me to sit there and go off in another money shot jerk off a thon which by the way has now been removed from prime it's not allowed to be free anymore <laughs> <laughs> deemed it to be too bad so if you want to see it it's on prime for one dollar anyway but yes yeah, go on my campaign worked excellent so i got enough <laughs> your, 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 Amazon. your letter writing campaign works so thank you for that all i needed was two signatures you know and it, i unbelievable <laughs> you and rick got it done. Uh, <laughs> put on gaius uh, on that too sorry joe continue on now that uh, i'm no, derailed I, seriously though it it does start with the 
director. And, and, and the reason why I was saying that was, was because I think the barometer, um, to use the term, what you just used of bad movies, um, you know, you think back to Ed Wood and you think back to like, you know, plates on strings representing UFOs. And you think back to Bell Lugosi dying halfway into the movie. So, so his replacement, <laughs> held his cape up the, the entire time so you just saw his eyes so i mean you know this you know you, you know this is all the director and i mean it's 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 i to me it yeah you know the actors might suck the writing might suck but the director is is kind of like the it's kind of like the focal point and and it just i think that to me if the director sucks it's going to be a bad movie that's just my opine. Uh, Dan, you... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Melody, what do you yeah. think? <laughs> I mean, I'd say I'd say I'd say it'd be more the writing than anything, just because if you really don't have a plot, which a lot of these bad movies, that's usually a common thread, is that there's not a succinct plot. There's half a, an idea and they just start shooting and they don't have any clue where to go with that and the actors don't know where to go with that because they don't have actual characters to play they're just kind of these vague two-dimensional ideas um i mean to me that's like the epitome of a bad movie it's really it, the story it's so funny that it's so funny that 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 art brought, brought up um uh, what's it called again art troll Postal? troll oh, two. troll okay. two yeah troll two. And, uh, and Dan, I'll, I'll get you in just a moment here, you know, just because I was thinking about, you know, all the movies I've seen on MST3K over the years. And, and there was, and for all I know, it might've been Hobgoblins or, or Troll 2 or something like that. But, <laughs> but there was one film I, I remember where it was two guys fighting outside of a house with, it looked like the stick that you would find on like a shovel or a rake or something like that. And they're like, <laughs> battling with, like 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 two-handed battling with each other and it was just the lamest thing i've ever seen and i'm pretty sure it's from one of these movies that that we've talked about so far and it's killing me that that i can't remember which one sorry sorry that's just like i i, I was just saying and and that was me also buying dan time there so dan dan what's your answer here okay now what was the original question again because I think I have an answer. <laughs> what for you? What for you qualifies as a completely baseline awful movie with no redeeming qualities? All right, I have one, and here's it's controversial because a lot of people think. I guess you, if you go on Wikipedia, Citizen Kane. No, actually, I like Citizen Kane actually, but uh, um, it's a Lars von Trier movie with Bjork called Dancer in the Dark, and. I was living overseas at the time, so I would go to the DVD store because I didn't have any friends and I, I didn't speak the language of the country I was in. So I was like having to watch DVDs in the evening just to keep myself entertained. And I would rent a bunch of stuff. And one of them and it was this movie by Lars von Trier, uh, a popular you know artistic director. I thought, okay, let me check this movie out. Um, it was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. It it was just awful. It wasn't like emotionally depressing, like Sophie's choice either, like in an artistic way. This was just like, oh, you're having a good day. We're going to make you feel like shit. And we're going to make you want to take this DVD and then break it. Or I don't know. It was just like 
terrible things kept happening to the lead character that she worked at a factory. She worked really hard at a factory. She was saving up her money for some reason. I forget why, but she started dating this dude who tried to steal her money. And then she started to defend herself while he was attacking her. And then she accidentally killed him. Then she got put on trial. Spoiler and then the- alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but no one needs to watch this. I'm going to tell you what happens. And I-, oh, I watched it. I watched it on a date. So. Oh, <laughs> wait, was this with Rick? Oh, it was before. Oh, because I would have said that would have been hilarious if you if that was the what cinched it for you. (laughs) Oh no, no, our first date was eight miles, so you know we're just racking up great movies here. Well, of course, you walked out of there like doing that end battle. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. Continue on. (laughs) Uh, No, it just ends terribly. Like I think, like the last spoiler alert for real now. The last like minute of the movie is just her dangling from a noose having been sentenced to death and they hung her to death but i mean i, I mean unless you really <laughs> unless you really hate bjork then maybe that's actually the kind of ending you want to see but well actually she does make a lot of strange animal sounds in her music so maybe um <laughs> real quick before we run off the time so melody you did chime in with your opinion on what it is but do you have a particular film that you would bring up as a example of a baseline of what terrible cinema would be Oh, God. Um, well, you know what I recently watched was The Worm Eaters. I don't know if you're familiar with this oh. film from 1977. It's about, um, you know, I'll just read you the synopsis. Uh, Herman Ungar, a German hermit, has an ability to communicate with worms. One day, the mayor of the town runs him off his property. So in revenge, he plants worms in everyone's food. However, these worms are a special breed of mutant worms from uh, some random red tide in a lake, which makes no sense. And when the people eat them, they transform into giant worms themselves. And they become the guy's slaves. Okay, I'm, I'm 100% in. What's this called again? Worm eaters? <laughs> the worm eaters. It's disgusting. There's a lot of close-up shots of mouths eating worms. Like live oh, actual God. worms. Oh. It's, uh, it's a rough watch. It's a rough watch. Uh, but they have this delightful music uh, that plays at the beginning and at the end of the film. And it's... Uh, it's, it's the, the, the plot is so convoluted and lacking an actual story. The char- characters <laughs> pop out of nowhere. You have random scenes with people you've never met that all of a sudden just are in the center of stuff. And you're just nice. like, none of it makes any sense. So like in terms of like, this is written, it's like half an idea that they just started shooting. I mean, to me, that, that's absolutely the epitome of, of that. Fucking A. I love it. I'm down. I've put it on my IMDb watch list. <laughs> um, Kenny, how does that shake out for you? Well, unfortunately, I uh, forgot the reason why I wanted to give Melody the points, but we'll, <laughs> we'll just go with the beers. So, yeah. She gets- <laughs> nice. Uh, though, I do want to, I want to give Joe an honorable mention for that particular movie you're talking about with fighting with the rods, because that reminds me of Star Trek TNG's Ambu Jitsu. <laughs> the ultimate yes. evolution in martial arts where you fight with Q-tips and way too much body armor. So, uh, anyway, there you go. Let's, uh, let's hand it over to Melody. Melody, what is your, uh, your topic? So my topic actually taking, well, what makes bad movie bad? what's on the flip side, what's like that magical thing in a film, in a bad movie, that turns it into something that's actually worth watching, that's actually entertaining, that you actually are like, okay, I'm having a fucking great time watching this terrible film. 
Mm. So I'm going to go with my example, which is um, Rats Night of Terror from 1984, which is an Italian exploitation film. Um, the whole, mo most of it's dubbed very badly. And um, it's about, it's like post-apocalyptic earth and you have most of humanity's living underground and this group of surface dwellers find this like abandoned lab um, where they were trying to bring back life to back on the surface. I mean, there's a lot of convoluted stuff already just to start with. Um, but the place is run over by like these flesh-eating rats. So they go in there and they're trying to find stuff and then rats pop out and they just get scared and, and try to fight off the rats. But the problem is the rats in the film are real rats and they look adorable and confused and are clearly not attacking anybody and throughout the entire film it just feels like there's a poor PA with a bucket of rats just like slowly just pouring rats on actors and actors just like oh my god what am I going to do and uh it's it just it changes the film from just like this garbage film into something so freaking funny unintentionally funny and it just it really it's a gem I recommend that one. <laughs> I just want to mention how I was just looking at the cast here, and uh, I don't know if this is in order of importance or not, but the, the character of Kurt, I'm not sure if he was a primary uh, character, uh, played by Ottaviano della Aqua, uh, also played the wormy eyed zombie in the Italian horror film Zombie. Uh, and that is what his <laughs> IMDb profile picture is, is this wormy eyed zombie. And most of his IMDb photos are that zombie, which was an uncredited <laughs> role. So he clearly wants to be more identified with zombie than he does with rats. So there's that. <laughs> um, well, since I'm John, I'll just pick up on this and say, I could tell you what the one ingredient for me that makes any bad movie tolerable and in fact a joy and it's it's going to sound super fucking cheesy but it's it's true heart and i mean the heart that the creators put into it they fucking tried like there's an indelible thing in these movies where you can watch it and be like this is a giant giant pile up of garbage it's like there's a, this is a, a barbecue on the 405 with 20 cars but i can't stop watching but it was because there was like heart. So yeah, the, the, the obvious one that goes to, to the mainstream is um, the room where the, the Tommy Wiseau was just such a fucking weirdo, but he put in so much heart in trying to create this movie, even though he did it poorly. Um, Birdemic is another one. Troll 2, what we talked earlier, this Italian director who could barely speak English wanted to make this movie so fucking bad. And he cast who he thought were great actors and they're not. It's just the heart. And of course, waiting for this, I'm sure the entire uh, evening so far, Melody, anything by Neil fucking Breen. Neil oh, yeah, Breen. Absolutely. If you have not seen Neil Breen, watch his movies. Holy shit. I'm speechless at how bad they are. But the guy has so much like this, this, this doe-eyed optimism and heart that he puts into this, this garbage. It just makes it magical. So for me, it's heart. It's the intention of what they wanted to do and sure. how they fail so spectacularly. Joe, you look like you don't really understand or agree, or maybe you're oh. just not interested. So that's a little, you, you do know it's all the above, but, but I was going to, but I was actually going to ask Melody just because she's, she's brought up a few, what I feel are obscure horror films that, that I am not familiar with. And 
I was wondering if either you or if anyone else here in this panel remembers a film called Slugs. <laughs> it sounds Vaguely. Vaguely. But, okay, yeah. And and like I was always, you know, just speaking of bad movies, I, I, I feel like it was Slugs. I know it was an insect movie of some sort where in one scene, a guy was sitting on the toilet, was perfectly normal, and then um you know went to a different scene came back to that guy and he was dead and like all that was left was like a skeleton and you, you know like a bloody skeleton and 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 i always felt like you know there had to be more to that scene how could how could the slugs have overpowered him so quickly on the throne and for, for there would have been nothing that... very susceptible position oh there joe that, that's kind of bringing me flashbacks to that Dreamcatcher movie that steven <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Dreamcatcher with the giant slug in the toilet that Jason I Lee tries to hide. Yeah. Um, but I was actually going to say that I think in order for a bad movie to be made to be worth watching, I think the most important thing is your ability to riff on it. And because I be, be because I like being a smart ass, you know, and so if I'm watching something terrible, I will <laughs> get, uh, I will make it known and make jokes and such, you know, and you know, probably to, you know, probably piss everybody off uh, unless they two are watching with me just to riff. I think that in order for, you know, I, I think that there are some films that are so bad that they're brilliant but you know and i know art is going to disagree with me here but when you have a film as bad as troll 2 i think you almost have to have a laugh track or you have to have like you know mike and the bots or joel and the bots or something like that to make it funny because it, to 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 me it's just so, so inane and stupid and it just yeah have you, you know, i go ahead have you watched uh, who killed captain alex i have not Okay, it's on, so it's on YouTube. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but the director ha uh, basically does his own riff. That's the it's part of the movie. He's talking throughout the entire film, and it's hilarious. There Absolutely worth watching. Um, also, but, wasn't yeah, that the very made, first the movie, movie from? Wasn't the first? Wasn't that the first action independent film from? Was it Uganda or Nigeria? I think it's Uganda um it's like that's what it was like touted it was like the very first independent action film from uganda yeah you, ugandan action film um ultra low budget i mean they just whatever they could muster together uh they put together and made this film but what's hilarious is that the guy still thought he needed to explain the film to you as you're watching it so you're watching the film and he keeps he's not only commenting but he's also explaining what's going on in case you don't understand and it's not very hard to understand. This is a pretty straightforward action revenge film. And it, it's just it's just brilliant. It's fantastic. What's it called but again? No, the, uh, Who killed, killed Captain, Captain Alex? Alex. Hmm. Okay. Maybe that, we'll yeah. put it in the show notes, Joe, if we remember to do that this time. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Do we do that? I don't think we do. We, we haven't yet, but we need to start putting shit in the show notes that we reference if we talk about it. Oh, that should be my I job. Right. I should be, no yes, I should be making those no, notes. Make the notes, Kenny, so we can mention it. Neil I, Green oh, and who killed Captain Alex. I do enough already. You can do it. Well, I'll add it after you write the other. <laughs> Whatever. We're, we don't need to let everybody see how the sausage gets stuffed in the sock here, okay? It's fine. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Dan, 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 what's your take uh, here? Actually, Joe, it's not too dissimilar to you, to yours. It's like the people that you watch these bad movies with. If I'm watching a really bad movie by myself, eh, I might, it might be entertaining, but when you watch it with people, it just makes it so much better. Uh, for example, I remember watching something mentioned online years ago about how The Room is like this really terrible movie. It's so funny. It's so bad. It's funny. And so I went and I watched The Room on my own and I was like, yeah, that was a bad movie. I get it. And it wasn't hilarious to me until I went to one of those late night viewings of it down in uh, uh, Westwood or somewhere. And um, I was, everyone was there. It was a chock full of people and everyone was yelling at the screen, making their own commentary. And it just made it hilarious. It was just beautiful. It was, um, it's kind of like the, the mystery science theater thing. When I was younger, we used to watch, we used to record that because it come on too late for us when we were kids, but we would watch it on Sundays during the day. Uh, so excited. And, and we, we, my brothers and I loved that show so much. We thought it was so hilarious that whenever my aunt and uncle came over to visit, my dad would rent a bunch of movies on Friday night and we'd all watch them together as a family. And my aunt would get so angry at my brothers and I because we were just <laughs> riffing on the movie the entire time, but it made the movie so much more fun for us to do that. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, Joe. That's it's it's the it's the Rocky Horror Picture it thing. It, it's like yeah, it's yeah. You know, I think I, I can't. I don't believe there was a maybe there was, but I don't think there was another movie prior to that that had that tradition that started with it. Where to? Uh, and here's the question: I honestly don't know the origins of it. If Rocky Horror was perceived to be so bad that that's the only way people could enjoy it, or if there was just this ragtag group of people who said "fuck it." We're going to go and watch this movie that's just kind of weird and out there, and we're just going to start doing this, you know? But I've been to some of those that you're talking about, Dan, down there in uh, the new art. Yeah. And you throw the spoon at the wall or the, the screen. You got some guys who run down there and throw footballs. <laughs> yeah. and play. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, Kenny is giving the signal. So uh, how are those points shake out, Kenny? Well, it's pretty easy. Um Obviously, the best thing about bad movies is making fun of bad movies. So I'm going to go ahead and suggest that maybe Joe and Dan get the points. Uh, but I'm going to nix that and just give it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that still looks better than I could know. Yeah, I, I like it. Whiskey dick. Rock and roll. All right. I'll take that small, small victory. Uh, Lex, your time to shine. All right. <laughs> shine um so speaking of bad movies i want to take us um kind of away of the you know because thus far we've talked about the technical aspects of movies you know, you, you know what makes these films shine or you know and you know what you know what you know what bad you know what makes a bad movie good in your opinion such i want to actually take a look at the bad movie universes and what i mean by that is what is your bad movie universe? Um, and when I say universe, I'm talking about like the Marvel universe, you know, and such. What universe inside a bad movie would you most want to live? So I think that, I think um, I'm actually a little sad that someone brought up the, the room already. Was that you, Dan, or was that? No, we both did. We mentioned oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just because I'm sure that that is going to be Art's answer. So, uh, <laughs> so not necessarily, not necessarily, though. I would love to walk into that store and pet that pug every day. <laughs> nice doggy. Good doggy. Oh, good doggy. I, I would actually have to go with 
Battleship Earth. And the reason being, um, I have never actually watched a movie. Um, oh. I, you know, I have no interest in Scientology or um, or L. Ron Hubbard or John Travolta, really. But I would, uh, but well, you, um, um, unless he's disco dancing. But I would, um, but but I think I, I would really like to punch out John Travolta. And uh, I think that, you know, to to live in the world of Battlefield Earth and, uh, you know, go up to him. And I think his I was actually doing a little bit of research prior to the prior to the podcast uh, this evening, which uh, is is more than what I usually do. And I read that the aliens are nine feet tall and weigh a thousand pounds. It would be pretty awesome just to knock his ass out. And uh, <laughs> and perhaps talk some shit about Scientology afterwards. So I, I I would have to say the battleship Earth universe. And and that is my that is my total reason there. I I want to punch out John Travolta. Well, if you want to do that, I can deal. I'll tell you an easier way. All you got to do is go into the world of Fanatic, the movie by none oh, other yes. than uh, Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst. <laughs> where John Travolta plays a mentally challenged guy who's a little bit too in on an action star uh, with a really bad haircut, by might I say, with John that Travolta. That movie... That's a fantastic uh, haircut. I went to the premiere. It was fantastic. That is uh, an yeah, okay, amazing we'll, movie. You know, I, I, it, I can't <laughs> believe that that movie exists, actually. I, Dude, everything about that movie, just to fall on a tangent, doesn't make any sense. John Travolta doing his very best mental impairment impression ever with the writing that includes such lines as I have to poo now. And then you got fucking frontman Fred Durst directing a movie. What the fuck is Fred Durst, AKA porn star Fred Durst doing directing a movie? Now, now hold on. To be fair, Fred Durst has been directing music videos since Limp Biscuit. He did a ton of of like commercials as well. Yeah, well, so he, lost after, he lost me after he lost me after he filmed Durst. his own dick going into a bunch of trash. So all I could uh, think about is uh, is Ben Stiller in Tropic Thunder with the, yeah, that's uh, it's the it's the famous quote. You never go full. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I could think about, dude. That's, that's all, all I thought I too about. when I watched it. I was like, you know what? Travolta <laughs> didn't listen to the advice. He swung for the fences and he swung a little too hard. Um, but I, I, again, I have to say now we've really derailed here, but I have to say again with Travolta, I got to give him some love because every time he sees a challenge, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to do this to the nth." when he was in fucking hairspray playing divine's role, only cast member, only cast member who said, I'm going to try a Baltimore accent. Only one. And right. oh, was, he's a great guy. And it was he, awful, but he swings for it every time. It he's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. He's a great guy. I'm just saying. But you want to punch him in the face, though. So. <laughs> well, well, I'm saying I would like to punch his alien character in the face because. Yeah, well, then I guess if you punched his character in Fanatic, that would actually be construed as pretty rude. So. Yeah, you know how it is. I thought you just wanted uh, to punch John Travolta. Sorry. Sorry. That's actually. Let's actually go with Dan next because uh, Dan, uh, we have held Dan until the end on the first two topics. So, uh, so Dan, what? Oh, well, why, why break habit now? Melody, go on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dan, continue on. 
Oh man, this is such a tough one. This was a this is a really tough one, but um okay. I'm gonna I'm going to cop out here and I'm going to say I'm gonna do a, a franchise um because some movies in this right. franchise are absolutely great and some of them are not great at all. Uh I'm gonna go with Star Trek. Some could, ah, very well some played. could argue like Star Trek five, Star Trek three, maybe not so great. Actually, probably more Star Trek five. I'm pretty sure it's one, three, five, and oh, and then wow. some of them are just There's boring. More. Not necessarily bad, just yeah. kind of boring. But I got into this whole pissing match about the one with the whales a few episodes ago. So yeah, <laughs> that was the space episode. The space episode. <laughs> Oh, that was the space oh space. that's right. It was a space episode. Yes. Oh, I thought you were referring episode. to the Star Trek episode about space. And I was like, <laughs> but that was, I thought so too for a second. You I didn't see that hilarious, one? Actually. Yeah. There's this one episode that they talk about. There's space this one the where Trek. they actually go into Mind space. Blow. It's incredible. <laughs> but I'm going to say Star Trek. I mean, I love it. Even when it's really crappy, it's still fun. I, even the bad Star <laughs> Trek movies, I still have fun watching. So. Dude, the second season of Next Gen. Terrible. Oh, that's a really, that's a really good Negative. <laughs> Is that when Riker first grew his beard? Uh, he grew his beard it's in season before. two. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. at the end of season two. But like, oh God, the beginning of season two, they had no idea what direction they were going in. Season, season one, one's yeah, bad a too, rusty. but season two. How dare you? Season, season three, was they started. Season hitting. one, when season it was three, like the they... canceled season four of the original series, but just rewritten with new character. <laughs> When Dan first started talking about a movie franchise, I was worried he was going to, to say like the Human Centipede or something Ooh. like that. So, oh, that's what I want to live I didn't even fucking think of that. <laughs> oh, I won't even go <laughs> down that road. But I, uh, <laughs> damn it, so I'm not going to answer yet. Melody, you answer first, and don't right, you dare um, say Human Centipede. It's my answer. <laughs> I would say 2006's uh, The Wicker Man. Oh, yes. the bees! Bees! <laughs> the bees! Because as a woman, I think I do okay in the in that universe, and I like honey. So you know, I think it works out for me uh, to be <laughs> in that world. <laughs> nice. Because a lot of bad movies, a lot of bad things happen to women for a lot. You know, most of them, I'd say that's probably the majority. But this one, I think I do alright. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Art. Tell, tell us all about the human centipede. Oh, I'm not going to do the human centipede, you jackass. <laughs> I uh, actually... Mark just wants to be at the head. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I want to be the tail. <laughs> um, actually, no, I would, I would say I would want to be in the leprechaun universe. <laughs> Oh Jesus! You start rapping. <laughs> that is a huge fucking universe that covers everything from like boring, you know, Midland to space, Las Vegas, Jennifer Aniston. You go to the Hood for a couple. You know what? The Hood was apparently so good they went there twice. It's true. <laughs> leprechaun in the it's Hood. True. Leprechaun back oh, to my the gosh. Hood. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. <watched> uh, so <laughs> when I had COVID, I sat down and I watched a bunch of movies. And one of those was they had all the Leprechaun films on HBO Max. So I, I schooled myself on the majesty that is the Leprechaun series. And that universe... <laughs> it's it's somewhat fairly real but there's just enough i'm not even talking about the leprechaun part i'm not even talking about the leprechaun but there's just enough about the people that's a little bit left-footed and slightly out of sync with reality that it would be kind of an interesting day in and day out of the people you'd run into and of course if i could make it to the future where you have the weird sp the shit that happens in space because the space marines in, I, I can't even get into that space movie, marines man. and I leprechauns can't. i want to see this space yeah no it's leprechaun in space and it's <laughs> when like there's a, a group of space marines that discover the treasure in this fucking alien planet and then he gets back on the ship but the ship is it, it's it's one of the most poorly designed spaceship sets you've ever seen where every single angle that's in there makes you feel like you're watching a soundstage not a ship at all including the dance club rave that they have for a crew of five people. That's the best. Awesome. No and bartender. I just let's serve ourselves drinks. There's three dudes, two women. That's not weird at all. And let's just, you know, Art, it's, you it's just crazy. reminded me why I'm still paying for HBO max. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. In either of the leprechaun hood movies, please tell me at one point he was after a gold chain. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, don't I don't remember. So, no. I don't remember him going after one, but I do remember him having a pendant that, if they put it on him, then it <laughs> yes. does freeze him. Then he becomes stone. So there is that. Okay, but it, it's they, not they like steal, a, uh, they steal his treasure because they need to go buy drugs or something. I, I don't know. It's it's so, it's so stupid and racist. It's insane. But uh, Master P is in one of them. Uh, oh, I didn't even realize that Master P was in it. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I just. But, I, it's it's so crazy because there's two different eras there's like the 80s like he starts in the 80s and he steals like you know this pimp finds him and then the pimp ends up leaving a life of pimpdom to become a record producer it's it's crazy it's just it's a sign of the time so Any sorry um sorry ken yeah. go ahead what, what are your points <laughs> um i have no points but i'm giving joe the points. excellent I'm giving Joe the points. What is it? What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Not the bees. Okay, not the bees. I would also like to punch John Travolta. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Nobody wants to punch Nicolas Cage, though. John Travolta is fair game, but Nick Cage, he's a goddamn I treasure. I once saw Nicolas Cage having... Face off. Having breakfast with someone uh, downtown LA, I don't think it was his wife. <laughs> was it John Travolta? <laughs> <laughs> it's was it John Travolta from Face Off too? John Travolta from Hairspray? <laughs> that would have been funny. Oh my god! Okay. okay, somebody bring us home. Dan, is that you? Yeah. Um. I'm just drinking this wine right to the face now. So. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, so my topic was the scenes in funny movies that made us laugh the hardest. And uh, I'll just start us off. 
And uh, a few years ago, this is like 2011 or 2012, my, my brother had just had, uh, my brother's wife had just given birth to uh, my nephew. And so Luke was up late at night, you know, helping take care of Clark. And I, I would go over and just hang out at my brother's house till late. And we just watch movies or play video games. And I'd be there chilling with him. And, and this was back when like, um, Netflix just had a bunch of like, they were just trying to fill their website with a bunch of movies and a lot of it wasn't that great. There was this one Roger Corman flick called Battle Beyond the Stars, I think it was, on there that we watched and we had remembered watching this movie on, on VHS like years ago when my dad had rented it. And we hadn't thought twice about it back then. It was just another sci-fi flick. But then when we were watching it again this night, like 20 or plus years later, we were like, oh my gosh. I. I don't remember this being this hilarious. It was, it was like a retelling of the Seven Samurai, but with like in a sci-fi setting with a bunch of crazy costumes, a bunch of weird aliens. And there's this one scene near the last third of the film where all the crazy aliens and robots or whoever are all gathered into like one cave or space. And there are these, these two little aliens that are like these little bald guys who apparently produce a lot of heat. Like, a lot of heat they're like really hot you can't really be near them and in this one scene where they're all gathered around in this cave they're all gathered around the two little aliens and like and like roasting wieners and marshmallows on them <laughs> so <laughs> stupid it was the dumbest thing we'd ever seen in our life and it must have just been like the we must have been just like right amount of tired or something because we laughed so hard like we literally could not catch our breath and we've always remembered. I just that. want to say, tired is code for stone. Go on. <laughs> but I'll back. I, if you had seen this, I'm going to see if I can find a screenshot of this. And, and I dare you to explain it. If you have no context for what's happening and you just happen to see this scene, it's like, what is happening here? I dare you to explain this one. But um, uh, <laughs> art. Oh well, <clears throat> I'm so glad you uh, you mentioned it. Um, I'm going to actually share uh, what the scene was that made me lose my shit and also fall utterly in love with Neil Breen. <laughs> Hello. I'm working. I'm very busy. What the hell is this? What deadline? <laughs> it's amazing is what it is. No, I'm not. You know what? After giving it some thought, I am not going to sign the book deal with you. No, I'm not signing the contract. I'm under no obligation to sign with you. Always take the first date. <laughs> you never gave me a retainer. It's I so never much asked for one. I am not obliged to sign Big any Robin contract throws it across with you. His desk. I don't owe you any book. No book. Yeah. That first book made a fortune for you. Throw it. <laughs> yeah! Yes! How many laptops does he have? It's four fucking laptops, by the way. give you the next book. That's it. How many laptops does it take to write? Wait. No more damn this books. This is it. No, no more, more books. It. Yes. No more books! <laughs> no more books! That's... That's... <laughs> that is... That is beautiful. Gets me every time. So that, ladies and gentlemen, that's Neil Breen, the indelible Neil Breen from Faithful Findings. Um, when I saw that, and and honestly, they kept he put that in the trailer for that particular film, and that's what hooked me. That moment in the trailer 
almost well second to this was when he got hit by a car and then he was in a full body cast <laughs> well, hello Gaius everybody look at Gaius he looks really not happy to be here that is uh, Melody's cat oh I, ju I, I just saw Joe's cat so I'm like there it is. Cat. I can do that <laughs> wait is everybody grabbing a fucking cat oh okay never mind <laughs> Kenny that would have been the funniest thing if you had a cat uh, <laughs> I have one of those too no. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll grab my bottle of wine. <laughs> but uh, but yes. So um, that's great. Radio that was right that here. was the scene that Neil Breen uh, uh, skillfully performed. Um, conviction. It's such conviction, and conviction. I have been lobbying him for years to give me an audition in one of his movies, and the son of a bitch will not write me back. Nope. Can you believe he won't He's write me good. back? Sorry, at all? he only he only wants A list actors. That's true. Okay. He only wants A-list like, actors. Like, yeah. This is what he says in his casting. A-list actors, yet whenever a new movie comes out, nary an A-list actor nary. to be found. There's none. I, I don't understand. So weird. I don't get it. Yeah. So no more books. Um, <laughs> Joe, what about you? Uh, there's so many. You know, and this kind of goes back to to my answer for like the second topic we're talking about riffing and such, because there's there's so many scenes that I think of from MST3K from the bamboos they watched. I think about I think about the movie they watched Time Chasers, where the hero looked like he should be working in like a cafeteria <laughs> somewhere. Like I mean, like I mean, seriously, art it it, it makes you look like Lawrence Olivier. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, <laughs> you're really setting the bar pretty fucking low. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I have to think back and, and art, I think you might've actually watched this movie with me. It was a, uh, there, I think this was in Italy and they were trying to do, they had a series of films kind of like a takeoff of Cone and a Barbarian, except the hero's name was Ator. And uh, this big beefy dude uh, with long hair, the the whole barbarian thing, except his whole thing was that, you know, not only was he this big beefcake, but he was also a genius, too. And uh, and <laughs> sorry, you can have it all. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing just thinking about it already, because at the end of the movie, when they're and keep in keep in mind, this is like, you know like the world of fantasy and such, you know, so it's set back, you know, centuries ago. And <laughs> the, the hero says at the end of the film, Oh, uh, you know, I'll find a way to, um, to, uh, to bypass the castle. And he goes up into the mountains while, you know, while his, his, um, his accomplice and the heroine, you know, go in like the front way he builds himself a hang glider and <laughs> like goes flying goes flying through the sky <laughs> dropping bombs that he also made <laughs> so, so, so not only he not only tanned an animal and um, and created this 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 beautiful hang glider um but he also created what, what incendiary was weapons again? as well and that scene, you know, always make me laugh out loud. And that that was on MST3. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, cave yeah. I've seen this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cave dwellers. And it was it's good um, stuff. And and one of the best parts is is that it was filmed. <laughs> I think 
in one of the shots with him in the hang glider, you can actually see mansions in the mountains in the background. So it's like... So <laughs> well, it, I'm, it, I'm glad it, that there it, were mansions in, in however many centuries ago. <laughs> yeah, but not like this. Uh, I mean, it's... And it's not just that. It was also... There was a... Uh, <laughs> there was also a scene where they were... Where they were attacked by... In visible bad guys and as one of the robots said that's uh, great as one of the robots said they did they blow the budget and they couldn't hire <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm thinking about that's it's such a great way to get around and be like oh no we must fight these invisible creatures <laughs> you really poorly choreographed mime fights and i i brought it up recent on a recent podcast as well but uh and 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 aren't we talked about the the whole Zamboni chase scene and uh, oh yeah <laughs> mutiny you know so I mean it's uh you know th- those things are just so they're horrible but they're brilliant and 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 those scenes will always will always get a chuckle out of me so something that's my answer here uh, Kenny how would you score this topic. Uh, I think we need to hear from Melody, right? Yes, yes. we do. We did not hear. I'm from so Melody. sorry, Melody. Yeah, Melody, it's okay. You know one, what? So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go full circle with you there and um, talk about a movie that oh, has Zach high. Ward in it. Yes. So the, uh, um, I don't know if any of you watch Blood Lake Attack of the Killer Lampreys. Has a lovely 3.8 <laughs> out of 10 on uh, IMDb. And um, <laughs> so after chopping through the fish population, thousands of starred lampreys begin attacking the citizens of a sleepy lake town. We have such wonderful cast as Shannon Doherty and um, Christopher Lloyd, who, and this is the scene I'm going to talk about. Christopher wow. Lloyd basically plays the mayor. He plays the mayor, not basically. He plays the mayor, and it's basically the same plot as Jaws, except lampreys. Yes. So he doesn't want to shut down <laughs> the lake because of the killer lampreys, because tourists, and you're like, that. none of that makes any sense, just, just from the outset, like, what tourists are coming to this town anyways um but the scene is the lampreys have basically made their way into all the water of the town into all the piping and stuff and he goes and sits on the toilet after telling we're not going to shut anything down we got to get the tourists in um and the lamprey literally goes up the toilet and into his butt and then worms his way through and out of christopher lloyd's mouth yes (laughs) now this is a movie from from uh 2014 so he's already kind of pretty old <laughs> and he is i'm pretty sure he's drunk for half the half day he was there shooting he's like seems pretty drunk for most of his lines and he's just delivering this scene where it's like he's like okay so my pants are down and this this so this lamprey goes up my butt and it comes out of my mouth yeah i got you no worries and he's just doing this like hammy performance of like this most absurd scene it is so weird and gross it's uh it's fantastic was was this the soundtrack (laughs) i had to look up a lamprey (laughs) (laughs) all right kenny how the points shake out for that one uh does melody get lamprey points for that (laughs) Well, I gotta say, uh, the fact that Joe tried to skip route entirely. I know, um, well, I'm so sorry, Melody. You just, I was gonna give him to you, Joe, but now I've got I to know, give him you have to. Oh, it sounds like yeah. Melody's a winner. Melody just won. Party, you dad. 
All right. That and uh, she also uh, destroyed my image of Doc Brown. So. <laughs> I highly recommend. Find the film. Doc Brown that, with a but... lamprey up his ass, going all the way up to the mouth. That well, sounds very Cronenberg like. I like that. Great Scott party. <laughs> Great Scott, there's a lamprey in me. <laughs> Yeah, I I never want to look at a lamprey again. I looked it up and I'm like, oh no, that's awful. It's very phallic. <laughs> Wait, lamprey in the ass. Uh, all right, love it. Actually, I haven't seen one. I'm gonna look it up right now. And we're gonna see what, how do you even spell that? Man? This is L-A-M. great. Lamp? Oh, oh, it's one of the. Yeah, oh, fuck that! Oh no. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. nightmare fuel. That? You like that mouth? You like yeah. that mouth? Dude, that's like... Mm. I've had no, too much in red wine to look at this. Dude, that is straight up where they got the inspiration for any fucking sandworm that's in <laughs> any movie, whether it's Dune or Star Wars or whatever. That shit is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Um, wow, great, great. Uh, okay, well, so there we are. <laughs> we brought it back. So Melody won. That's wonderful um and we're gonna start making our way out the door here um melody or dan do either of you have anything you'd like to share anything you want people to check out or you want to plug or you got nothing well actually art i do um (laughs) well dan tell me about it and i hope it's a podcast that you're actually doing now uh i'll get i'll i'll talk to you later about the podcast idea but okay um, i'm sorry i buried you (laughs) no it's all good um so on monday nights uh on my twitch channel at just one thing dm i've been reading through war and peace and it's been a lot of fun actually so if anyone's interested 8 p.m uh pacific standard time just one thing dm and uh monday nights we 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 read through war and peace and uh commentary and antics ensue I know War and Peace doesn't sound that. How, how do we find that? Wait, wait. Do we want I know. to find that? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> okay. Never you have I ever heard anybody say on my Twitch <laughs> channel, "I'm reading War and Peace." War and peace. <laughs> it's almost like saying, "Hey, y'all, <laughs> follow me on the hottest shit." Going to be reading the phone book tonight. Check me out on my Twitch. It's Jam Master Phone Book J. Do it. We're reading through the phone book. <laughs> Reading through it in dulcet tones. Yeah. All right, so how do we find you, Dan? Uh, the the um, twitch.tv slash just one thing DM. Twitch.tv slash just one thing DM. Perfect. Yeah. Easy to spell. And uh, always make sure you go to www.youtube.com slash hollow coach. Oh, yeah. That's me. <laughs> Melody. Um, I'm going to plug my up and coming Twitch channel where I read War and Peace in French. <laughs> nice. So, to really just up the bar on that. <laughs> I need help with. No, I'm kidding. I got nothing. <laughs> Melody, if you want to hear me butcher my French pronunciation, then tune in because they speak so much Ooh. French. Oh, look. Melody is large, French, large so she will ruin you. She will destroy you. Yikes. If it's not, if it's not pitch perfect to the language of God's <laughs> intentions, then you will get fucked. Oh my God. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm getting the cue now from Kenny that we are going way too long. So thank you to our guests. Thank you all for coming out. Appreciate your input and your time. Hope everybody enjoyed. Listening. Thanks guys. And as always, listen, subscribe, like, share, all that fun shit. Unless you don't like us, then uh, just go away. Until next time.
I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. No more beer in my heart to cheer. Oh, that was Ugh. Got a cigarette? It's too quiet. Too, 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 too quiet. quiet. I'll keep them busy outside. <laughs> 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 Everything's gonna be alright.